This is James Montgomery, and this is Primarily Pro Football Talk. Thank you for joining us today. Fantasy Focus segment with Creason Jones. Uh, it's our last one, unfortunately, because this is the last week of the playoffs. And I know, like, some of the two-week uh, playoff groups go into next week, but your, your lineups are already set. So this is it. This is it. But, this is it. But Creason, Creason's it. got some – Got some positive news because he's batting at 500 with his fantasy teams in the finals. He's got two teams in the finals. Yes, I did. I uh, I, I was able to win two games last week, so um, I did not end up coming back, unfortunately, James, in the two-week semifinal that I was talking about last week. Uh, here is the – Here's the game and how that went. If you want to take a look here, man. Um, yeah, it's just your running back. You know, your running back situation got to you. It, it caught up with you, right? Yeah, man. It really did, and it it has been feeling like it has more and more the last couple weeks. Um, this this running back group, you know, this is the one where I tried to draft Zeke as my running back one. And, you know, since I basically haven't had him all year, I've just been sitting him down. I've had to find other things, other options. Um, so, anyway, I decided to go with Hines because he had kind of a friendly matchup against Houston. I thought he might yeah. get a lot of pass catches. Yeah. He didn't. Uh, 7.4 points, unfortunately. And then Gus Edwards, which I really still don't mind this play. Um but unfortunately, like even though Jacksonville did win in a blowout and they did have a lot of garbage time running back stuff, yeah, Edwards just really didn't get the volume that I was hoping for. So he only had nine point eight points. Yeah, and the tragedy about that, James, was I actually did have a few more options. I had, uh, as you can see, Ahmed was on the bench. Oh yeah, he had been, yeah, yeah, for Miami. He had been, unfortunately, uh, in my injured reserve, and I was actually waiting before the game to see if he was going to play to put him in, and I just totally beefed that. I just totally forgot to do that, and he went off for 21.7 points, so there's a lot of points there I missed out on. And then uh, this one, you know, you might be surprised I didn't play this guy, but um, – Lynn Bowden Jr., the guy I was so high on in yeah. Miami, the the running back slash receiver, he actually did have a good game. So we were right about him. Um, they put him in the slot, ended up having 10.6 points fantasy-wise. Um, and I had him on the bench. Not really would have been like that much more of an upgrade from Hines or Edwards, but, you know, a little yeah. bit more there. And then – Again, I had another running back, uh, my boy Chase Edmonds, I had sitting on the bench, and he went off against Philadelphia um, because of the checkdown. So, yeah, yeah, Murray was looking for him for checkdowns. So Edmonds ended up with 15.6 points. I started the two worst backs on my team. What can you do? <laughs> it is what it is. I had a, I was, I was texting a buddy. Uh, or, or messaging a buddy online during the Bengals Pittsburgh game, and he's getting pissed because he's like, "All yeah. I need is Pittsburgh to score four points," 
And he's like, <laughs> he's like yelling at me. And Pitts, you know, we all know what happened that night. It was uh, the Ju- right. the Jupiter and Mars being next to each other for the first time in 1,200 years or something happened. Something felt weird. Yeah, something was in the air. <laughs> And yep. and get this, get this. Uh, the Bengals haven't beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2015. So yeah, that's a isn't that a funny stat, man? It oh it God. is kind of it's kind of uh you know it was just one of those nights. So and and, and yeah. dude, Cincinnati <laughs> has had much better teams, much yeah. better teams going yeah. against Pittsburgh that have not been able to do it. Yeah, <laughs> but but this. Absolutely decimated Cincinnati lineup somehow goes into it. Well, um, well, well, you get a bunch of guys that are they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna perform once in a while. <laughs> Every once in a while. And, and, and James, don't forget, my friend, they still have T. Higgins, Mister Mister Strong. Oh, dude, we love T. Higgins in this show. We T. Higgins him. is our guy. Him. He's our guy. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, James, um, we'll start. We started off with the bad news. So in the yeah. two week semifinal, I was defeated, two sixty eight to two forty eight. Um, but hats off to this guy. I mean, the guy yeah. played a really strong fantasy game both weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so hats off to him. Yeah. But on to the good news, my friend, because we do have two teams two. that are moving on this. And remember, uh, batting five hundred. Batting 500, remember, in sports is 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 pretty good, you know. Like the best, well, the best. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And uh, you know, I think it's it's nice. Also, it feels good that I have one of my teams that's like a a, a number one seed that took care of business. Yeah. And then the other team that's going was in fact the fourth seed that I didn't even know was going to make the playoffs two weeks ago. So, hey, we've got a good mix going in here to the championship week. But anyway, we'll start off here, uh, James, with my first seed. Um, So in a one-week semifinal, uh, Murray up offense won 136 points to 86 points in a blowout. Wow. So you want to you want to take a look through uh, our lineups there. I sort of highlighted in red the bad scores. Green would be the good, and yellow is sort of pretty good. Not yeah. Bad. Well, we had we had Ayuk I think we had Ayuk on our last show having a good game, and he he did pretty well. Yep. He was on our sleepers. Put yeah. him in my starting lineup, and he did great against Dallas. Um. D Hop, of course, does what he does. He doesn't come out of my starting lineup. Kamara had a good game. Um, and what Ryan are you, had a good game. For anybody listening, who what are your thoughts on Mike Davis right now? Like what what, what do you, you make know, of him? I, so I really like him normally. Yeah. Um, you know, he is the clear number one in Carolina. Yeah. But because Carolina pretty much lines up and slings the ball around with Bridgewater to, I swear it seems like 10 different athletic pass catchers. They're just not a, like a run heavy D or I'm sorry, run heavy offense. Um, Bridgewater will get some rush yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Right now I just don't think he's a safe play. 
and he does not have a, a matchup next week that I like. So, uh, you know, I played him this week. I thought he would actually be a pretty solid play against Green Bay, but um, yeah, no. Yeah. I think we got to sit Mike Davis down right now. Yeah, and and uh, McCaffrey is still out. It says likely out, so probably doubtful this week. But probably, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Even though McCaffrey is out, Dave, you know, Davis is definitely the clear number one. Um, but Carolina's offense just doesn't really go through him very much. Yeah. So yeah. And then, and then your four seed, your surprise team, but it's because Lamar Jackson decided to show up and play football finally, last couple weeks. I yeah, think. dude. I mean, he's he's looked back to normal as far as I'm concerned. Um, Maybe that week off did him some good, huh? That week he took off, it probably gave him a little bit of reflection. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, I think he, I think it was perfect for him. It was like the perfect time for him, um, and. Baltimore seemed to like turn the table mentally. Yeah, doesn't it seem like they felt you know, like I do dominance? I do. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like they're back where they were last year. Now, me too. Might be a little too late, unfortunately, because uh, Miami is in the seven seed, and they're the eight seed right now. And yeah. Miami, all Miami has to do is win their last two, and they're good no matter what Baltimore does. And and that was kind of what I – I was kind of thinking Baltimore was going to make it just because of their schedule, and Miami wasn't. But, yeah. Miami, I mean, Miami doesn't have a – they're playing the Raiders this week, which isn't a gimme game. But I still predict them to win. And then they might be playing a Bills team that doesn't have anything to play for. So they might win their last two and get the playoffs, yeah. and, the, and the Ravens might be out. So Yeah. The only, the only thing is – I actually have the Bills going down in a um, a look-ahead game. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to play well this week, and it's kind of a bad matchup for them. So um, who do they got? I, I think New England. You know, it's it's a Monday night game. Okay. I think New England is going to. I don't know. Actually, less New England and more Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton has just been embarrassed lately. Yeah. Um. And he's kind of a guy who doesn't like to be embarrassed. You know, like he, yeah. he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's sort of an emotional um, guy. And I think on a Monday night, he might come out and play his best against who he knows is like, you know, a marquee team in Buffalo. Um, and I think Buffalo right now is just feeling so confident. You know, they're yeah. soaring. Yeah. And that's sort of the time when I look for, oh, look out, you know. So um, one of those weeks where, like, you know, obviously, oh, Buffalo. Buffalo's going to win. Yeah. that th- Those are sort of the weeks where I'm like, hmm. So, so you, think, you think that they might have something to play for week, week 17 and, yeah. they could, and they could beat Miami? I mean, it's possible, man. Like, yeah. you know, I think especially if they go down this week to New England, um, yeah, I can definitely see it. So, yeah, um, yeah, look out for that. Yeah, that's gonna obviously, be interesting. Obviously, yeah, you know, it, it it could just go like Buffalo ends up out offensing, you know, out muscling them. Um, but I still wouldn't be surprised if New England puts out an offensive showing this week. Mm-hmm. Even like, if they end up losing to just a better offense in Buffalo, 
Yeah, like a yeah, like a kind of like how they played back, you know, mid mid season. It was it was yeah. a good game, but uh, can't. I mean, they ran the ball. I mean, I mean, they have the top five ranked rush offense. New England does, so it's not like they do. It's not like they're a bad offense. You know, I know I know Cam's terrible at throwing, and I used to be right. I used to be a major Cam supporter, but just when you watch him, he's not good. Not good. No, his, <laughs> his footwork is bad, man. Yeah. Like he's a he's an arm thrower, um, which is okay at times because he has such a strong body and strong arm. But unfortunately, that's going to cause you a lot of inconsistency and a lot of errant throws. And you're just not going to be a consistent dominant passer ever. Yeah. If, if you don't get the footwork down and you don't have your, your, your follow through and all that stuff locked down, man, you just can't do it on athleticism alone in the NFL. Yeah. Not over the course of a career. Yeah. No, so definitely. anyway, man, um, looking at the matchup for that number one seeded Murray up offense team, uh, you know, I didn't make that many moves, James, but here's the matchup. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm going to keep uh, Murray, obviously, Hopkins. I'm going to go with Robert Woods this week against a really, really bad um, Seattle secondary. Yeah. Um, Kamara is still staying in, obviously. And then I went out and got Gio Bernard in yeah. Cincinnati. He, he was actually available. Um and he's looked absolutely fantastic last last week or two. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So you know, I'm thinking Cincinnati's offense is going to be two players the rest of the year: Gio Bernard and T Higgins. T Higgins. So yeah. I, those are the two Cincinnati players I think you can trust, yeah. even though the rest of the, the team is totally decimated. Are they on your um, sleepers right now? They yeah. might just. Be. <laughs> we'll find out. Huh? Hey, we'll so find out. So, who else do you have at receiver? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out at you. I got a lot of guys here. So so I got Godwin. Okay. Who I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and play him in my flex this week against yeah. a friendly um, against uh, Detroit, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I have Brandon Ayuk. And I'm refusing to play him against my Cardinals. Okay. Even though he's probably a pretty decent play. Well, they got a third um, string quarterback. Robert Woods might be a better, better play for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, and that's the other thing. I just don't really trust that quarterback right now. Yeah. So you know, I think it's going to be Josh Rosen, but yeah, I mean, it's his first week in a brand new offense. Yeah. It's hard to – I don't know. I don't know. Ayuk still might have a decent game just because he is absolutely their best receiver. So they might just game plan all around him. So – Yeah. It might be all Mostert and Ayuk. Yeah. And if that I'm, happens, he's still a decent play. I, I'm interested to see what happens in that game. I, I mean, I'm I'm picking the Cardinals for sure because uh, the third-string yeah. quarterback. But I'm right. interested to see what happens. I'm, I'm also interested to see mm-hmm. how the Rams play the – Seahawks because okay so I'm gonna tell you a story I'm gonna tell you a story I went go ahead I was a wrestler I was I used to be a wrestler and I go to to wrestle I used to wrestle I was a wrestler I was actually a better wrestler than I was a football player actually 
And I uh, was the number two guy. I was ranked number two going into the state tournament my senior year. Really good. And like the week before we had a match and I got, I, I didn't get pinned. I lost to a guy I beat like three times prior and he's in the, he was in this class below me. So he was like in what? a smaller school. He was like in a smaller school, yeah. same weight class. And I've beaten him three times. I pinned him three times and I go wrestle him and he beats me like pretty hand. Like, I, I mean, it was like 12 to seven, but basically that took like my, the, the, the hit it took on my, on my confidence going into the state tournament, I, I ended up taking sixth place. So I'm I'm yeah. curious to see how the Rams respond to to how they lost to the worst team in football. So, so yeah. I'm I'm, um, I'm just I'm curious. Really like, it, they, 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 they they might put their foot down on Seattle, or they might be yeah. like, "Oh God, we're not very good." You know, I don't know. Here's my prediction, James. Yeah, it will be a fantastic game. Because defenses have more of that emotional proponent, you know, like yeah, a defense can come in fired up and it shows, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're flying around. They're, they're, you know, woo on the sidelines. You can hear it. You can see it. You can hear the hits. LA's defense is obviously a great one. Probably the, the top, you know, five. If they're not the best. Yeah. They're, they're, they're top you know, five top for three. sure. Yeah. Definitely top five. Um, and because Seattle has a really, really, really bad O-line right now, James, the O-line is not good. Yeah. It's it's not good at all. L.A. is going to tear through it like a piece of paper. And they're going to come in really, really fired up and emotional after that loss. Yeah. Now, the offense, here's – I don't know how the offense is going to go for L.A. That's where the emotions don't help you. Um, it, it's like you were telling me a couple weeks ago, the LA Rams are built to succeed when they're running the same play over and over and over again and getting four to five yards per play. Right? Yeah. 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 That's what they're built to do. And that can work pretty well. Um, usually it usually does. They're nine and four, right? Or nine and five, nine and five. Like yeah. Nine and five now. Yeah. Um, but it's not an offense that it's it's not like a Tom Brady offense, okay? It's not an offense that can go in and when the chips are down and things are stacked against them, they can go out and surprise you with an amazing drive to win the game. They they're not that offense. They never will be. Yeah. Goff is not that quarterback. Yeah. And because of that, you're basically relying on coaching yeah. to tell you how that offense is going to do. And I love the coach. I love McVay. I think he's a great offensive mind. However, you know, it's it's not always going to show up on the field when you have people turning the ball over like Goff does. So. I know for a fact Seattle's offense is going to get crushed by L.A., so they're not going to score a lot. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think L.A. is a good offense 
right now either. So low scoring game, I'm going to go with. Yeah. I think LA ends up edging out Seattle, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, Seattle's defense is playing a lot better since uh, Dunlap got over there from Cincinnati. They have yeah. uh, 20 – since he's been there, they have 19 sacks. So that's kind of a big stat. I can They're double-check that. They're getting a better pass rush yeah. now. Yeah. They but, are getting a better pass rush. But, yeah, they, they have a lot. They're higher – their sack count is way higher. And then – uh, Jamal Adams is playing. He's he he's he's close to two uh, double digit sack numbers right now, which is crazy because he's a safety. So that is pretty crazy. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's go to your let's go to your last team, and then we can go over uh, sleepers and sits. Okie dokie. And then your last team. So yes, the one that I'm just most proud of, James, uh, the fourth seed. In a one-week semi against the number one seed, only had lost twice all year, and I just absolutely demolished them. Like 171 to 81 was the fantasy score. Um, and you can kind of look through there, the picks. Um, I highlighted in green again the, the good picks. Red is the bad. I don't know why he chose to play Derek Carr. I guess he just didn't have anyone else. But yeah, that that just that just is a questionable play. And then Derek Carr ended up going out, so it turned out to be even worse. But yeah, um, Lamar went off for me. Aaron Jones went off. J- Josh Jacobs went off. Marquise Brown had a good game. Deontay Johnson had a good game. Tanyan had a good game. DeAndre Hopkins went off for thirty. Bass had 12 as, as my kicker, and uh, my defense, the Dolphins, also did well with nine points. So yeah. I didn't miss, didn't miss with this one. Wow. Now I could have, uh, I could have put in some better receivers. Actually, I could have put in um, either Beasley, who had 19, or Corey Davis, who had 21. I could have put them in for. Um, um, Marquise Brown, for yeah, fifteen, but but like you know, fifteen. I'm still you. You, you were playing so. Jet. Marquise Brown was playing Jacksonville. That was a good. That was probably a good matchup, though. Yeah, yeah. you know, <clears throat> in the uh, co- the quarterback receiver combo is always a solid move, especially in playoffs. Yeah, no, that's so, that's good. Yeah. That's good to just like put that in people's ears. You know, if you got a quarterback receiver combo right now, you probably probably play that. Absolutely yeah. a smart move. Um, it's not something that you want to force, but if you have options, like like I had options, mm-hmm. um, Marquise Brown got the nod over Corey Davis, who I definitely um, love. Yeah, and, and Corey Cole, Davis made and Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley time. won you a game. Remember that that crazy matchup you had a couple weeks ago? He yeah, won you the and, game. Uh, it's it's so <laughs> funny. I I had these two guys on the bench on this team, but I actually played them um, in that two-week semifinal that I lost. So I played the better receivers in the two-week semi that I lost, but still had great uh, plays here, even though these guys got less points, or at least Hollywood got less points with 15. But still, I'm not I'm not bummed about that. That's a great play anyway. Yeah. And then yeah. let's – And then uh, – Next week, before we get into my my sleepers, um, 
I made a couple moves, nothing major. I did go out and get um, Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. Um, yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be perhaps on my sleepers this week because uh, Michael Thomas is out for the Saints, which makes Emmanuel Sanders now the wide receiver one for Drew Brees, um, who's a pretty good quarterback. If you didn't know, James. Yeah. So I, I think Sanders is a huge pickup that you guys can go and get. I actually found him in two different leagues. So um, he's going to be a, a big one. And then uh, the other move I made was I went and got Gio Bernard, and I'm going to drop Wayne Gallman for him. I just don't know if he's going to end up coming in. He's on a waiver. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good, man. It looks like you're set up. Good luck, man. Good luck. Good luck Thanks, with buddy. your Thanks. two finals games. That's that's uh, that's pretty. It's pretty fun. Pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think I got a, a good team rolling in with good matchups too. So, um, you never know like how your matchups are going to be with your main guys rolling into those playoff weeks. But it's always like super nice when you're like, oh, my best guys have good matchups too. So, anyway, it's exciting. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, the good luck wishes. Yeah. But let's roll into the picks. And the picks. just like last week, just like we told you, James, these picks will all be right. There will be no incorrect picks this week <laughs> at all. All right, we're going to start off our picks with our QB sleepers. Now, this first one's a guy you really like. Oh, buddy, I love him. I love him. It, it hurts so good, you know, even though he – was killing it against the Cardinals last week. Um, you know, he was still on my sleeper picks, and therefore I still love to root for him. So 38 points, dude, if you can believe that. Yeah. On a waiver wire quarterback, uh, 38 points against Arizona last week. And then, you, you know, you love to see the consistency, 19 points the week prior against New Orleans, a elite defense. I think you can definitely stick with Jalen one more week um, in a divisional matchup against Dallas, number twenty-one against quarterbacks. Oh yeah, no. So so Jalen Hurts, he beat the he beat your team, the Cardinals. So that yeah. that also pays off because you had a really well. He didn't beat them, but well, he played great against them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I meant. The Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals beat the the Eagles, and he still was a good sleeper pick. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Big, big time. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is, uh, I got the sleeper pick right and my team still won. So all good things, all good things. That's good. All wins. Yeah, absolutely. And then your number two guy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned him last week also, but Baker Mayfield, um, he had 21 points against, uh, really good number five uh, Giants defense against quarterbacks. Um, and then 30 weeks, I'm sorry, 30 points in the week prior against Baltimore. So um, I think he'll have a great game against, you know, a friendly against the number 30 yeah. the Jets. The Jets. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield definitely can ride that wave right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that matchup too. I think – the Jets have that game down. They don't have to worry about trying to win a game, and they can kind of relax. So, um, and then and then the last one, he played really well on a Thursday night versus the Chargers. Yeah, Marcus Mariota, man. Um, 
I don't know if you noticed, but when he stepped on the field and Carr went out, Las Vegas all of a sudden looked like an offense that could move the ball. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, Mariota's a good player, man. He can run the ball. Um, he's got a good arm. And as we've been seeing this year more than more than ever, running quarterbacks will work in fantasy. And they're definitely, like you say, uh, those gadget players, they're going to work especially in short-term bursts. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the only warning I have here, James, is that Marcus Mariota may not play. Uh, Carr might come back. So, you know, obviously you might not be able to play him. But if he does, definitely play him. Yeah. And then you might ask, well, do we play Carr if he ends up playing? No, do not play <laughs> Derek Carr, man. I don't trust him at all. I don't trust him at all. You know, I guess like – he, he is like a high reward, Derek Carr is, but the high risk is so high risk. Like, like, like his can't. floor his floor is so low sometimes. Like he'll, he'll yeah. score five points sometimes. You know? Dude, it's so, awful, man. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, he did that to me a few weeks back, if you remember. And then, you know, last week in my fantasy matchup, man, you know, um, for whatever reason, the number one seed decided to play Carr. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy hard. that is so crazy yeah yep. and then and then your top sits you got uh this is an interesting one this is interesting so yeah i i knew you would find this one interesting you know you and i both love josh allen and we mm -hmm. both love the bills we think yeah. it's a great offense yeah um even though you know running the ball is not their strength i have seen them run the ball a little bit better they're, they're, they're trying to get it established. They're yeah, trying. yeah. They're trying. Um, but this week, I have to sit down Josh Allen, James. Okay. And here's why. He only has one fantasy game this entire year, James, under 15 points. Guess who that was against? The New England Patriots. The <laughs> New England Patriots, Bill Belichick in week eight. Bill Belichick doing what he does against young quarterbacks he confuses them and this week james it's going to be no different he's going to get fooled again look out for the bills this is my sleeper loss of the week i think the bills might actually get cocky and just go in and, and just kind of you know go in sleeping honestly yeah and i think on the other hand new england has been embarrassed lately Cam Newton's an emotional guy. He's going to be playing for a lot. I can just see it, man, in a shootout this week, New England getting the best of the Bills. I can see it. Yeah, that'll be – I'm, I'm really interested. I am. I'm actually super interested in that matchup. Now that you're talking about it, I wasn't interested, and now I am because yeah. the New England can run the ball despite everyone's pop, – despite popular belief, New England can run the ball. And absolutely can. Buffalo is not the best at stopping the run. And nope. Buffalo is also a high high end offense, and guess what? New England has it, ha or a high powered offense. It has they have good defensive backs, so it's yes, kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a kryptonite for Buffalo. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I am interested now in the matchup, which which now I can sit home on a Monday night and watch the game and be happy, and and not 
when I, the Bengals and Pittsburgh were playing and I forced myself to watch, but it actually ended up being a lot better than I expected. So <laughs> don't, don't be surprised if it's a similar type of thing this week on a Monday night as well, where the new England team really doesn't look like it has a chance. I think that this will be a better game than people think for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. and James, if, if, if you look at my second sit, yeah. This is also a game I am really excited to see, and I'm, I bet you are too. Uh, the L.A. Rams against Seattle. Um, I have to sit down Russell Wilson, and it's for reasons like I was talking about before. Um, do the Rams have just probably the best defensive line, one of the best defensive lines I've ever seen. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this week – against Seattle's really bad offensive line, they're going to get torn to pieces, man. Yeah. Russell Wilson's going to be running for his life. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would sit down, Russell, man. I would and, sit him down. And uh, and Roethlisberger, your last one, which makes total sense. I'm not even – I, I can't even argue with you on this one. There's no – Yeah. You know, it's, it's really sad because he's been a champion for a long time and a great quarterback, but – Anybody that's watched him play, especially in the last few weeks, it really looks to me like age is caught up with Roethlisberger. Yeah, um, yeah just, just not just taking his care of his body. Just not taking care of his body, caught up with him. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and those easy throws, those 20-yard outs and digs that he used to hit um, with such regularity, those have all of a sudden become, you know – Missed balls yeah. all the time. Yeah. Early in that game, he missed Deontay Johnson on two or three wide-open passes. I just, you know, I think he's going to finish out the year, and, and I think he'll kind of make it through the finish line type of thing. But um, I, don't, I don't know if Roethlisberger will come back, and if he does, I don't think he should. Yeah. This week against the number eight Indianapolis defense. Oof. And they're playing. Indy's playing for a lot right now. So, yeah. He is, man. And that's the only argument is that, you know, I know that Pittsburgh right now really has been embarrassed. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh looks like they have it together this week. You know, they, they really don't want to get embarrassed by what they know is a good Indy team. So I don't know, you know, it's kind of funny because even though Pittsburgh is playing the best team they've played in a few weeks now and they've looked bad against bad teams, I still think they might, you know, kind of pull it together a little bit this week. Yeah, at, However, least, at least make it competitive. I, I think they still lose to Indy for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that being a competitive game, but still I, I can't see them winning it. I just can't. Not right now. I can't either. Um, yeah. Yeah, go to your go to your uh, your running back sleepers. We got uh, first one up. Go ahead, go ahead. Miles Gaskin. Um, so, dude, you know, dude, we were talking before the show how crazy the Miami running back field has been, and it, it's been a circus. But um, Miles Gaskin is back from COVID now. He will move back into the number one running back spot for Miami. And that's going to push Ahmed down the list a little bit. However, um, Ahmed, I think, is still going to be a viable play, especially this week 
they might keep Gaskin, you know, they, they may not throw him in all the way this week. We'll see. It's, it's hard to say how they're going to use them, but Ahmed, I guess, is still an okay sleeper. Miles Gaskin is also floating around because he's been, had COVID and also had a lot of injuries. They're playing number 29 against running backs in Las Vegas. Whoever does end up playing in that Miami backfield, I would expect them to have a good game. So um, I guess we'll just say Miami backs in general, Gaskin and Ahmed. Okay. Also don't have any problem with playing Lynn Bowden, who's also probably going to remain in the slot for Miami. Okay. Yeah, those are that's good good to know. And then your next one here, this is this is interesting, but he did have a good week last week. So. Yeah, man. Um, David Johnson, he looked fantastic last week. And I know that's just a one-week sample, but he really reminded me of, you know, the 2016 David Johnson that rushed for over 1,000 and almost caught 1,000 yards also. So, you know, the guy, the guy has fantastic hands. He has a lot of power, and he has quickness. Yeah. Um, he really is a great player when he, everything's going well for him. And right now in Houston, they're pretty decimated, um, James. So I would expect David Johnson to now that he's looking really good, get a heavy load of the offense to kind of close out the year for Houston. Um, And against a number 17 Cincinnati team this week, he has a friendly matchup. So David Johnson, you know, is definitely a guy – he may not be available for you, but he also is available in some leagues just because of all the injuries and COVID and all this stuff that unfortunately he has had to go through this year. Yeah. And then your last one's your guy that you, you called out earlier. Had a great Yeah, game. yeah. Mentioned Gio Bernard earlier, man. Um, yeah. But he's available in a lot of leagues, and he's really been the, the bell cow for Cincinnati the last few weeks. He added a huge game, 23 points against a number one Pittsburgh defensive line last week, man. Mm. And this week, a much friendlier matchup um, against David Johnson in Houston over there. Um, and they are number 30 against running backs. So I think Giannaro, uh, Gian, uh, what is it, Giovanni Bernardo? Yeah, Giovanni Bernardo. He's definitely going to be um, – probably my number one recommendation as far as running backs this week. Yeah. And then your sits, I mean, this is a big one. He, he, he did end up with a thousand yards though. So that's a good congratulations to him for having yes, a great season. Fantastic running back. And I really like him. Um, yeah. The, the Jacksonville running back, James Robinson. Um, unfortunately this week he's playing against a top 10 bears rushing defense. That uh, is going for the playoffs and Unfortunately, Robinson didn't really look very good against a similar caliber defense in Baltimore, and he's sort of injured, James. He's questionable with his ankle. So even if he does end up playing, he's sort of hurt, and he's going against a fantastic defense. That's just sort of a risky play I would stay away from. Yeah. Um, So so James Robinson I would sit down for sure. And then the next one we talked about him earlier as well, but this he's going up against the number three uh, defense. Yes, and, yeah. Mike Davis, also a talented running back who I like a lot. Um, 
yeah, going against Washington, who we we both know is just a fantastic defensive line. Um, and, you know, Mike Davis, he only put up seven points last week. That kind of shows you where his production will be when he's not utilized a lot. And this week will be the same. Carolina is going to sling the ball around a lot yeah. um, and try to check the ball down, um, you know, maybe in the slot a lot. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect Mike Davis to have a very good game yeah. this week. And then uh, your last one is interesting, but it makes sense because uh, Seattle goes up against the Rams. So your last running yeah. back's it. Yeah. yeah, it's really kind of the same story, man. Good defensive line, the Rams number four against the run. And um, like we were talking about, I don't know who's going to win the game, but I definitely know that in the trenches, LA's defensive line is going to make the offensive line of Seattle look like a bunch of ragdolls. Yeah. So that I am sure of. I am absolutely sure of that. So Chris Carson, I don't think he's going to have a good game, and I don't think Russell Wilson is either. Yeah, and let's let's go on to your wide receiver sleepers. And the first one you got makes a lot of sense because uh, Michael Thomas is out for New Orleans. Yeah, man, um, I love this pick, and I, and I was so happy that he was available in those two leagues that I have going into the championship. Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans is now going to be the number one pass catcher with a Drew Brees that is back and ready to go. So um, Emmanuel Sanders is is actually available floating around in a lot of leagues just because he was not a, a friendly target in an offense led by Taysom Hill. But now that Brees is back and now Michael Thomas is out, uh, he's definitely a huge, huge pickup you, you can go and yeah. get. And then uh, R. Higgins. Uh, yep. For the, Higgins. for the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the Browns, like we were talking about last week, they don't have a ton of pass catchers right now. They have Rashard Higgins and they've got uh, Landry. And that's really those the two receivers that I like for them. This week in a friendly against the New York Jets, I would expect the Browns receivers to have great games. Yeah. And then our last one, we love this guy because he still produces with the third string we quarterback. We love him. And Absolutely, dude. T. Higgins. Yeah. You know, man, and you've seen it too. He still yeah. produces. It doesn't matter if they have a practice uh, squad quarterback. If they have a receiver they're, that they're going to target, it's going to be T. Higgins and not A.J. Green as much. Even though I will say A.J. Green, um, you know, maybe in deeper leagues, you could maybe take a flyer on him. Um, he was targeted a little bit more last week against Pittsburgh. Um, but still, T. Higgins is definitely the target you want if you're going to put in a Cincinnati receiver. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good that's a good yeah, call. Yeah, for sure. And then your your top sits, Hollywood Brown, he had a good week, but he's going up against uh, the number 15 secondary. Yeah, and, yeah. A, and a good D-line. Yeah, and yeah. the Giants also have a good defensive line, which yeah. is going to – give the quarterback you know it's Lamar is not going to have as much time to throw that's that's why I think Lamar is going to have a bigger rushing game this week that's my pick at least so I think it's going to be more on his legs and the other thing about Hollywood is um 
he's injured. He his his knee is hurt. Yeah. So even if he plays, I try to stay away from questionable receivers that uh, you know. Even if they play, I just don't like players that are hurt. You know, yeah, They're just not a hundred percent. Yeah. And then your last one makes a lot of sense. Uh, all Pittsburgh yeah. wide receivers, except for maybe who? Yeah. Yeah. The only one. Yeah. You, you got to sit down Pittsburgh receivers right now, guys, with, with the way Ben is playing. Johnson is still a healthy play, in my opinion, because of the targets. And he has continued to be um, the number one targeted receiver in that offense for weeks now. Um, despite the tag of wide receiver one being on Smith Schuster. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's also a little bit funny actually. And then uh, there are actually some weeks where um, the rookie receiver Claypool is the, t- the most targeted. Well, so. Yeah. I, I don't really feel like there is a clear number one on that team. I feel like they just, uh, they, not. they all just kind of catch a lot of balls. So you're a hundred percent right. And, and uh, by the way, uh, Washington, um, who I think is also a rookie or maybe a second a second year uh, wide receiver, also does have heavy targets some games, and he's talented. He's a deep threat. So the number four guy is just as much of a threat as those three guys as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, the- yeah, you know, on a, on an offense where that many guys could get targets, where the quarterback is not looking good, it's just risky. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then on your, your next one, you got your tight ends, which tight ends are kind of coming on late in the year, wouldn't you say? They are. Yeah. They are, man. There's a lot of them that are kind of springing up. And this list could have definitely been a lot longer. I just didn't want to spend too much time on it because – It's tight ends. You know, yeah. again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're – they honestly, all three of these guys that I have, they all could end up with five-point games this week out of nowhere and we would have nothing to say for it, but yeah, you know, at the same time we're trying to ride the wave and these are the guys that are definitely on the wave that you want to ride. So my first one, um, Goddard, and I know, uh, I know you liked him last year. Didn't you say you had him on your fantasy team last year? Uh, yeah, well, he just, he was just a guy that got a lot of targets. I don't know if I had him on my team, but he just got a lot of targets and I kind of liked him on that offense. Yeah. I got you. Well, I'll, I'll, I got good news for you, man. In this offense under Jalen Hurts, he is getting targets again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, w- what's the name of the other tight end that's good um, in Philly? Um, Ertz. I'm forgetting his name. Zach Hurts. <laughs> yes, thank you. Hurts is also a great option. Um, so this is the only team in the NFL that actually has two tight ends that I like. Um, that are both good fantasy options. So Goddard and Hertz are also a good option, but Goddard is sort of the the more of a sleeper type. He's he's available in more leagues. Mm. Um, and against Dallas this week, I think uh, Hertz might need that safety blanket there. You know, yeah. the tight end, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. So um, anyway, I think Goddard's a good option this week. Yeah, and then next one you got Hooper. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've uh, mentioned him before and he's definitely a high risk guy because he does go like he'll get zero point games every once in a while, James. Yeah. But he's also super high reward 
And I love the t- um, I love the the quarterback in Mayfield that's throwing to him. So he's been getting more targets lately. We're riding the wave. Uh, touchdowns in two of the last three games that he's played, and he's in a friendly against the Jets. Good, good. I like then, Hooper this week. And then your last one, we got our guy from Arizona. Got and Arnold, who I mentioned last week. I'm going to mention him again. Um, I really, really, really think he's a great option. Now, it's kind of funny because uh, Max Williams, the second-string tight end, who's more of the, the blocking tight end for Arizona, Yeah, he had a, uh, a huge play from Mer- uh, Murray. It was kind of like a swing pass that ended up going off for like 55 yards, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, normally that would go to Arnold, and Arnold would have had a 15- to 20-point game with that play. Um, but it ended up going to Max Williams, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, I still like Arnold better. Yeah. He may not play this week is my one warning. Yeah. But if he does, he'll be a great check down against a tough D-line in San Francisco. Yeah. And then uh, our last – you have one sit. One sit Johnny. for tight ends. Johnny Smith for the Titans. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's I, – I, You know, I, I'm ready to say that Johnny was – an early season wave that had spurts kind of mid to late season. But right now, man, um, you know, I think he's also questionable by the way. So he's, he may not even play, but even if he does, he's not really getting any targets in a Tennessee offense. That's moving better without him. To be honest with you. And you know what? And even Um, in years past, I I used to get like Delaney Walker from them and he would start off decent and then he would fall off the map. Yeah. So it's like that offensive coordinator is just not using, utilizing the tight ends as much. Yeah. It's it's weird how he does it. It's almost like he has blinders on sometimes, but anyway, um, you know, again, Johnny Smith, could he have a good game? (laughs) Yeah, he could. I, I, you know, you never know, but honestly, right now, um, the wave has crashed for me. Yeah, and there's a lot of good tight ends that you can go and get. Those three that we mentioned included. Yeah. So, um, no reason to play Johnny Smith. No yeah. reason. And then uh, last one, or the the defenses for the week. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, roll with the Cardinals. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Dude, yeah. you know. I don't know if you've gotten to see them play the last couple of weeks, but they have looked really, really good with, with a lot of injuries, you know, they're playing yeah. inspired under Vance Joseph. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think what's going on there is Vance Joseph's system is finally starting to like take hold and like the, the players are getting comfortable with it. Um, and certain players are also like becoming stars under his system yeah um, yeah so uh, you know i really like that defense yes they have a lot of injuries but they also get a lot of turnovers and by the way james they're going up against a san francisco offense that will have a josh rosen team that they just signed or a scout quarterback and either way it's a it's an offense that i don't like it's probably going to make a lot of mistakes yeah against a defense that's playing for a lot right now yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Great then, pick up the Cardinals, I think. And then the Bears defense, of course. Yeah. Against Jacksonville, who's, who's done, he's basically has no reason to play, you know? So, yeah. They have no reason to play. Um, and they have some banged up, uh, 
players also on on the offense to go along with that. So, yeah, and the Bears, by the way, they're playing for the playoffs. So, yeah. um, anyway, I think the Bears right now are a hot team that, that their defense is definitely one you can pick up because they haven't played well in recent weeks. Yeah, and then your top sits, you got the Saints defense going up against the Minnesota Vikings, which, yes, yeah. It- this is uh, – this is another one of my um, kind of a dark horse sleeper loss upset. Yeah. Um, you know, I know Minnesota doesn't have much to play for because I think they're out no matter what. Um, they got like a three percent chance. They got like a three percent chance. Okay, so th- so they're still not you know yeah. mathematically eliminated, but um, I guess actually that does kind of add to this pick. Um, because honestly, I think Minnesota, you know, despite them looking bad last couple weeks, they are still an elite offense with Dalvin cook. Yeah. And honestly, I think the saints right now are a little bit trying to get it figured out with, with Drew Brees coming back, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I can see them sort of starting slow and, maybe not being able to recover from a fast Minnesota start. Yeah. I can just see that happening this week. Yeah. Um, so anyway, against a, an offense like Minnesota, I'm going to say saints, maybe too dangerous. Yeah. A little, yeah. A little, little, uh, maybe stay away from, um, and the Rams, the Rams defense against a good Seattle offense as well. Yeah, and, and I still think that the Rams' defensive line is going to tear through that O-line for Seattle. But, you know, no matter what happens, Russell Wilson <laughs> seems to score anyway. So, um, you know, it's still an offense that I'd stay away from if you have the Rams' defense. Can you play them? Yes. I would just stay away from it if you can pick somebody else up that's – maybe a little less risky. Yeah, I like those defensive picks for sure. And I, you know what? And I think we'll pray for the Cardinals this week because uh, they need to, you know, we, we won't do, we're in Arizona. We want them to get in. And I know I like the Vikings because, yeah. because of the way they're built. But you know what? Vikings blew it last week for me. They beat, they lost to the Chicago Bears. They don't deserve it. They don't yeah. deserve it. They, they needed to beat the Bears. And then I was like, okay, okay, we're seeing something. But you know what? I think the yeah, Cardinals the deserve. Do. I think the Cardinals yeah. deserve it. And if the Cardinals win, they just they knock the Vikings right out, no matter what the Vikings do tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah. And also, it's uh, you know, I I think it'll probably put the Bears' probability pretty low. Um, yeah. And I I really I really don't think the Bears are gonna win out, to be honest with you. So I don't think the Cardinals need to panic, even if we do lose to L.A. at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, I would love to see them win this week and really put the chances of the Bears to almost nothing um, to to make the playoffs in their stead. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Let's pray for the Cardinals. All right, Lord, we just pray for the Cardinals. We just pray, God, that they uh, are able to finish their job and get into the playoffs and uh, Cardinals fans can have something to get excited about excited about to going into to next year. Amen. Amen. This is James Montgomery with uh, Crease and Jones in our final fantasy focus of 2020. And this was primarily pro football talk.